welcome to Fulcrum Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Episodes will typically be uploaded every Monday, and any changes to that schedule will be posted on our Twitter and TikTok at Fulcrum Pod and on Instagram at Fulcrum Podcast. So be sure to follow us on either of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes. Hi, my name is Sage. I use uh, she, they pronouns, and you can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Sage Sindula. Hi, my name is Claire, and my pronouns are she, her. You can find me on TikTok at Claire Kenobi and on Twitter at Corky Kenobi. Hi, I'm Mel. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Melvin Culpa and on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. And today we're going to be um, talking about Sabe. She is our girl boss of the week. We're kind of going to go in chronological order as we try to every single week. It never works. Um, But yeah, Sabe is uh, Padme's main handmaiden. She was in The Phantom Menace. Um, She's been in a lot of other media since then, but she's kind of a glupshido. Most people probably wouldn't know if you just said, my favorite character is Sabe. Anyways, um, (laughs) Sabe's first chronological appearance is in uh, the young adult canon novel, Queen's Peril by E.K. Johnston, our beloved. Um, And, you know, our first introduction to her kind of like sets up the the entire arc of her character throughout the canon. Uh, We learn that she's from Naboo and she was born into a family of musicians. and she, there was a lot of expectations on her to like uphold the family tradition of being this musician, but she was like never really into it. Uh, she was never the best. Then she was a- approached by uh, Korsh Panaka, and he, <laughs> yeah, he does say something to her um, when he's like trying to recruit her. Um, he says, "You are always the second best at everything you have ever tried." Damn. I love that he just negged her. He's like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> Literally. I, um, a little harsh. A little harsh to say to a 14-year-old girl. Uh, but anyways, uh, something must have rang with her there because she did She did join. Um, this was when she was known as Tisabin. Uh, We'll get into why she changed her name later because maybe I'll cry. Maybe I'll cry. Uh, but yeah. Um. I think that line is kind of actually important to her character. Uh, it really sets up the idea of Sabe being like the, this queen shadow um, and her individuality and as well as her oneness with Padme uh, are, an integral, are an integral part of who she is as a character. Absolutely. I think Sabe is so interesting because like even in Padme's death, she's still with Sabe in such like a huge way um and i'm just kind of obsessed with that funky little bisexual woman yeah i like that you brought up this line that panaka says to her because like one of the main reasons she is chosen as like she's the first handmaid to be chosen is because she is like in a lot of ways unremarkable like i love her and i know she's special but like in like terms of what she'd done up to that point like you said she's always just kind of like second best like she's good at things but like she doesn't get noticed as much because there are people who are better, um, which for a handmaiden is kind of what you want because you need people who are able to like blend in, but also like step into Padme's shoes when they need to. And she's kind of the perfect choice for that. And she does end up agreeing to it. Um, And her, like she's closer with Padme than the other handmaidens are. And a lot of that is because like they're closer in age and also because she was the first one to be chosen. And so right off the bat, like, her and Padme are getting to know each other before any of the others have even like been approached by Panaka. Um, and so the two of them have just always been really close. And I think that like their relationship is obviously a focal point of the, all the Padme novels, but like it really is like a very interesting relationship because they're trying to balance like their friendship with also this like fact that they both know that Padme is in a position of power and like Sabe literally has to live in her shadow and like basically become her a lot of the time so like they can never really have like an equally balanced relationship and like they both know that but it is like interesting to see them kind of try to navigate that and figure out like where those boundaries are and like where do they have to draw the line between their friendship and like Sabe's job as a handmaiden. Right I agree I think also like 
in the beginning of uh queen's peril when they first meet when sabi and padme first meet they like aren't really getting along that well um they don't hit it off right away but the but they instantly fall into this like okay here's what we can do to make our job work and throughout like everything that they've been in together you can kind of see them falling back on that when things get a little tough uh it happens later in the novel but with that whole thing that happened with harley and sabe i love gay people However, they did, it did cause some drama within the girlies uh, little group there. And so, you know, they do kind of fall back on this professionalism um, and a part of Sabe's like character development is her trying to find this balance between, you know, yeah, my, my loyalty and my life is for Padme, but also I'm my own person and I need to step out of the shadow and do my own thing. Um, but she can, she finds a way to do that while still being loyal to Padme and while still never leaving her side. Absolutely. I think that's a super interesting point to bring up of like, they needed to, to create a boundary there that they hadn't thought about before. Um, and I think it's because Sabe has been so dedicated to Padme that like any sense of like identity beyond her, like she's so dedicated to Padme. She needs this time for herself to figure out who she is and what she's doing. Um, I don't know it's really beautiful and i don't know if we can get into queen's hope spoilers so i will stay quiet about that but i will say that just where she goes is such an interesting place and i'm constantly curious about like i'm thinking of like life with padme and life after padme and like how that how padme has influenced her life for the better or worse also i'm just I'm just thinking about Harley again. <laughs> I'm thinking about that whole entire interaction. I read, well, I listened to the audiobooks for both of the Padme books in one day because I have brain rot and was like listening on three times speed because like, once again, mental illness. Um, and just like that entire scene of, oopsies, what if, what if we were two girls and we kissed? <laughs> was yeah. so painful. It resonated me, with me so much as like a queer person who like, you care about this other person and then they fuck something up for you and it's like <laughs> awkward um yeah sabe girly you are everything to me that whole i i totally agree and also ek johnston you just give us you just give us queers everything <laughs> um and i really i really respect that i really love that <laughs> uh, but yeah i think that you know sabe's character in general is just such a uh, interesting character for Star Wars especially just because you know it does Star Wars in in its core is about family and it's also about individuality uh, and she she brings a, a different side to both of those uh, motifs. I think another thing that like the whole incident with Harley like really shows us from a very early point in like her and Padme's relationship is that like afterwards they like have some conflict between them because of it but they also just like sit down and have an honest conversation about it which is first of all just something that we don't see enough of in Star Wars but it also like they continue to do that throughout the entirety of their relationship like when one of them has a problem they'll talk to the other about it and like Sabe knows that she can go to Padme and like tell her what's bothering her and that they like even if they can't necessarily work through it like they can still be upfront about it and like that is why their relationship is able to like stay strong from when they meet each other and they're like young teenagers until like Padme goes out of the Senate and after that because like they have such a like honest understanding between the two of them even though like there is this sort of power imbalance that they're trying to navigate they still can just like sit down and have a conversation like as friends and not necessarily as like a queen and her handmaiden. I feel like they are like I don't know if this is a trope per se but they were like two students who got put in a group project together and then became best friends about it um and that is a, a dynamic a trope i really enjoy of course they don't they don't go to lovers but that would have hey lucasfilm when i when i usurp kathleen kennedy <laughs> that's my first act is what if they kissed um i find it really interesting that even in sabe's like um creation of her own path um, it's still linked to Padme when Padme asks her, like, hey, can you go, like, free Shmi Skywalker for me? Um, that she is doing, like, this work to, like, actively, like, free slaves, um, which is really cool. And she 
is really dedicated to, but she still has those struggles and communicates that with Padme. Um, and I don't know, their their dynamic is absolutely fascinating. Um, do we want to move on to like, I guess Phantom Menace kind of overlaps with Queen's Peril. Um, one thing that I think is interesting about Phantom Menace, Sabe, is that like, she plays a very important role in that movie and like not a lot of people know who she is like if you describe who she is like she's the handmaiden who was disguised as Padme for a large portion of that movie people will be like oh yeah but like they don't really know her which I think is kind of funny because the whole point of her character is that she's like doing all these incredible things but like no one really knows who she is and it's kind of the same way with like you see her doing all these things in the Phantom Menace and people don't really like remember that it was her because obviously Padme is doing a lot in that book too and like the two of them really work together especially during like the like negotiating with the Gungans and like the occupation on Naboo like that was really like although Padme is the queen like it was really a joint effort between the two of them and like none of that would have gotten done if it weren't for Sabe's contributions and also just like I was like a phantom menace like anti I still don't love that movie like it's just not my thing but after I read the um, Padme novels, I was like, okay, you know what? This movie's like, I kind of like this movie. Um, and it's because like, you just have so much more insight onto, into like Sabe in particular, like, and seeing her do all these things and knowing like her backstory and like how she came to be in that position and like what her relationship is with Padme really like helps build up that movie and make the scenes with her and the other handmaidens a lot more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it totally recontextualized for me the part in the the Phantom Menace. I think because I watched it so young, I didn't it didn't click for me that like it was Sabe who was like leading uh Gunray away from Padme and like that whole situation. I'm like, damn, that is a 14-year-old child being like, actually, fuck you, sir, with a gun. I'm going to trick you. Um and that is very powerful. I think about, wait, okay, I have to, now I'm, now I'm worried because I think I'm having a moment of not remembering the Phantom Menace, right? She's the one with the, the, um, oh my god, why did I just say ray gun? <laughs> the, uh, not the Gatling gun either. You know what I mean. It's the gun that she- Grappling hook? Grappling hook. <laughs> I'm really struggling here. Can you tell? I'm yeah. fighting for my life. You know, I don't know. I don't remember either. It's okay. been a hot No, I'm like saying things about the Phantom Menace and I'm like, ask me if I remember it because I do not. Listen, <laughs> the Phantom Menace was formative in my childhood, but it was one very specific scene. It was the scene where Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are leaving um, like Boss Nass's palace and there's that huge fish. That is like a core memory for me. Wait, same. I remember like <laughs> watching that scene as a kid so vividly. It's terrifying. And then they just is like, okay, anyways, Padme's like a girl boss. <laughs> I just I just realized what you guys are talking about. I was like, it was like a portion of my life where I like for some reason thought I like gaslit myself into believing that scene exists because I thought it was in a different part of the movie and I was rewatching it and I was like, did I just make all that like stuff with that fish up? But no, it's there. Giant bigger and bigger fish. I don't know and why. I don't know why I remember it so well. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was convinced that it wasn't Attack of the Clones for a hot minute. So I kept on watching Attack of the Clones and I was like, wait, Qui-Gon Jinn is not alive now. Hmm. Oh my god, Probably. I love when Qui-Gon Jinn comes out of the world between worlds in Attack of the Clones. Oh my god, see? Oh, oh, can <laughs> Stop! Can you <laughs> wait. let me live my life, Claire? <laughs> wait, okay. I'm trying to think. Qui- <laughs> Quigo, it's Jango Fang. Like, oh my that's gosh. my OTP. Tread lightly. You're gonna make the Jango be fans mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Don't come for me. Anyways, <laughs> Sabe, my yeah. favorite character in Attack of the Clones. Um, I wish Sabe was in Attack. Of the Clones. I wish okay. Sabe was in all of them. To be honest, yeah. so true. The problem is, is if she was in Attack of the Clones, Anakin would start making eyes at Padme, and she'd be like, "This is troubling. This is troubling. Stop mm-hmm. that right now." Oh, Anakin Skywalker. Maybe I'm an Anakin anti. Okay. Maybe we yeah. literally talk about this like every week. Okay. Well, maybe to like, you're so right for that, but <laughs> you are valid. I'm not all. I'm also not caught up on any of the comics. Um, but I did. <laughs> I do think that um, Darth Vader needs to get away from Sabe. 
I, I don't know what's happening in the so, comics. What's going so here's, on? I, <laughs> I definitely, okay. I, full disclosure, I did only, I have only read the like current Vader one comics that Sabe is in. So like, I'm a I little confused on the plot most of the time, but all I know is that Vader does need to get away from Sabe, like immediately. It's yeah, like, it's not great. You put your greasy little hands on Sabe, <laughs> I will jump through the world between worlds and literally take you out. So uh, this is how I'm decanonizing the original trilogy. I was reading the summary before this um, recording of like what was going on in there because I was like, I have a vague idea. I know that Sabe's like, hey, Darth Vader, fuck you. Go die. Bye. As she <laughs> should. Exactly. I was like, I think Sabe, I must have said Sabe Amidala. <laughs> that is not correct. That is that is revisionist history. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh Save should kill Darth Vader with her hands and a gun. Um, <laughs> I simply think she should be allowed to. But it's very interesting. She has like her little coalition of like the Amidalans, which are like a little group of people who are like, hey, what the fuck happened to Padme quickly? Um, and I think of that often of like, hmm, how did people react when Padme passed away to passion? Because we were all just a little too cool with it. Um, speaking of the Amidalans, so spoilers for Darth Vader issue 21 or whichever one just came out. They did get killed in a passion, like in this last issue. Are you um, telling me Gregor Typo is dead? I don't know. They just said that they killed them and showed uh. like a hologram of some bodies. I tried to identify them and could not. And they Who were like, and Vader was like, were there any? I don't think so. Vader was like, were there any handmaidens there? And whoever, I think it was fucking Ochi of Bastoon was like, yeah, there were. No. Uh, no sir? Um, so yeah, that was a really good thing that happened literally this week. Meanwhile, Sabe is just like being a girl boss. Okay. But like, I it was really not a good time. You know what? The Sith need to get away from Sabe. Um, by the way, everyone should be pre-ordering Queen's Hope right now. It does come out next week. Um, and But, you know, Sabe is obviously a, a part of that novel. Uh, and that's why we're doing this podcast today. But um, yeah, the Sith need to get away from from my girl. Get out. <laughs> Anyways, I do. Let's get back to Sabe's life. <laughs> I love the part in Queen's Hope where um, Darth Revan comes <laughs> in to attack Sabe. They're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, it's me, Darth Revan. I use they them pronouns. I'm gonna <laughs> attack you." Now. So true. Oh my gosh. E.K. Johnson, you really give us everything we want. <laughs> Clarity was starting off point. We were Phantom Menace is kind of like wow, we the same events as Queen's <laughs> Peril. Um, so we can kind of move past that. Is there okay. anything else in Queen's Peril we need to talk about? We talked about Hurley, right? That was it. <laughs> that was, that was we talked about Sabe being a bygone. <laughs> so true. <laughs> That was a point I did want to make. I do believe if your name starts with Saab, you are gay. Sabine, Sabe. The second oh we have God. another Saab, <laughs> Mandalorian <laughs> season three, there's going to be Sabo. I do think we should go around and say what our, our Padme handmaiden name would be. Yes, mine would be Saje, which is very close to Saje. <laughs> so. <laughs> and Sabe, yeah, I fit right in. Mine would be Claire Ray. That's not mm-hmm. bad. Again, it's the same name, just with an accent. <laughs> I will go with... <laughs> I will go with Vinay, because Melvin. Mm-hmm. Vinay. Here, let's do Grunkle Rex. Rex. <laughs> I think... <gasps> Rex is a handmaiden. I mean, Rex. Smoking? Oh my god, I love that part in Queen's Hope where Rex becomes a handmaiden. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, guys, guys, we have please. to stop spoiling Queen's Hope. <laughs> Major Queen's, spo- Queen's Hope spoilers here. Rex in the little, like, hood moment... That is a serve. That is a serve, I fear. Um, oh Rex God. living on Naboo. Rex, like, from Naboo is very powerful. I think oh, he would thrive. He would thrive. Okay, back to Zombie. <laughs> every know, time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> we are now at Sabe in Queen's Shadow. Love how in, you know, Queen. I read Queen's Peril first, obviously, and then Queen's Shadow. Um, so I already had an, a good idea of all, who all the handmaidens were and all their stories and their relationships to uh, Padme. Um, 
something about Sabe is that she stayed with Padme and she was like, I am doing, I'm, I'm you, I'm literally here for you and I'm doing whatever you ask of me. Uh, and, you know, at, sometimes I'm like, okay, why can't Sabe just step out of this like Amidala shadow that she's in? And then, you know, we do explore that in the books, of course, but um, I see it more now as like her strength, you know, she, she is her own person. Um, but the the bond that she shares with Padme goes beyond just like a friendship. Uh, maybe they're lovers. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I think that their their relationship is so solid. Um, and that's just what I love to see. I love to see two girl bosses winning. Um, and I love to see them doing it together. Yeah, and I am glad to see in Queen's Shadow that like um Sabe does get to go to Tatooine and do some work there. Because, like, even though she is doing it, like, because Padme asked, it's still something that she really cares about and feels is important and can, like, put her whole self into. And also Tanra is there. Anyway. <laughs> um, so it gives her, like, and, and, like, she still does have to be, like, on call, like, when Padme needs her because she does still work for her as a handmaiden. But, like, it is still, like, a thing that is hers to do and she's doing, like, off on her own and not, like, directly with Padme. And so it's great to see her find something, like, how, find how much she cares about the work she's doing there and get to see her, like, explore that. And, like, we get to see a little more of that in Queen's Hope and I won't go into it, obviously. But, like, it is just great to see her getting the opportunity to go and, like, do some good and feel good about it. I completely agree. Um, I really enjoy getting to see Sabe kind of enter this like um operative type position um where I mean she's always kind of been in there but like it's time for her to finally like shine like she doesn't have to be Padme she's like doing other spyish type stuff and it has just kind of occurred to me I have I was having like a live thought process of one I think that makes a lot of sense the work that she's doing here like this kind of like it's not like underground stuff but it's like dangerous work it kind of makes sense why she's maybe working with Crimson Dawn? Maybe that's explained. I don't know. And then it occurred to me, how old is Kira? I'm looking it up because I know probably, yeah. they're probably around the same age. I mean, yeah. Okay. So she is a couple of years young. She was born in 31. Sabe was born, I think, in 46. Somewhat of a large age, not a super large age gap for the ages that they'd be come that time in the Skywalker saga. I'm not saying they are a power couple. However consider i think it would be very funny for han solo to be like my ex-girlfriend is dating a woman who looks exactly like your mom leia <laughs> simply think it would be very funny oh that would that. exactly everything <laughs> i just i need sabe to meet leia so badly like this is not a request yeah. i need it i don't care like when in the timeline it happens but i want it so badly because like in like the Vader comics where they're at now Sabe like literally just found out that Padme had a kid with Anakin and like she only knows about Luke because they try to keep Leia more hidden um and so I'm like okay now you just need to find out about Leia did she not know, know. Th did she not keep in contact with Bail Organa after okay her don't even get me fucking started anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh shit like I have some strong feelings about Bail Organa. I do. I feel like even if she did, which I want to believe she did, um, for me personally, like Bail obviously wouldn't be able to tell her that like Leia was Padme's kid, and that's why I feel like she hadn't met Leia yet because I feel like if she met Leia, she would know. Like she would be able to tell that that was Padme's kid, especially because she knew how close Bail and Padme were, so she could like connect the dots. And now that she knows that, like, Padme and Anakin did have a kid. But I'm like, you're so close, girly. You just need to figure out that she had twins and go find Leia. And then you can be girl bosses together. Does she know that Vader is Anakin? No. There is a point where in the in the comics where she... I feel like it's Sabe who says this. She's like, yeah, Skywalker was really tight with Padme. He was cool, I guess. Sucks that he died anyways and vader's like oh <laughs> anyways oh I'm that's why i'm like because vader's like the reason they were like kind of teamed up for a bit was because they're both trying to like figure out what happened to padme and i'm like why do you think that this random sith lord wants to know what happened to padme 
<laughs> so true. I also love that she like enters her like male, not male manipulator, female manipulator, her girl boss era, and she's like, "I'm the ghost of Padme, you fucker. What are you gonna do about it?" Which I do? love that for her, actually. <laughs> um, maybe okay. I, I need Sabe to quickly enter her Thrawn era and find out that, <laughs> that Vader is Anakin. Spoilers for Thrawn alliances. <laughs> oh, okay, they were gonna say spoilers for Queen's Queen's Hope. <laughs> she teamed up with Thrawn. He's like, hey guys, I'm back. Uh, what's up? Oh, uh, Thrawn was gosh. actually in Queen's Hope. Sage, this is why you need to finish it because <laughs> Thrawn actually shows up at the end. Yeah, at the end he drives up on the, on the chimera and he's like, hey guys, it's me, Thrawn. <laughs> Let's go. You're being mean to me. You're being I'll mean to me. I'll make it the chest ascendancy. So true. And she gets adopted into the Ufsa family. Exactly. Oh, true. Oofsa oh my me. gosh. Sorry to, sorry to actually bring her up again again but i do think that sabe and arlani would literally yeah whoa you're right yeah <laughs> whoa okay we got off topic again <laughs> i don't even remember what we we're talking about to be quite we, honest we were talking about queen shadow yes we were um queen shadow wasn't, wasn't there a spicy scene between yeah yes and there was and because like right i don't remember one of their scenes like either before I think it might be after that or like around that time is when Sabe says like my favorite line ever which I wrote down because it's so good and it's when she's talking to Tanra about because he's like I know you like Padme but like what's what's the deal there and and Sabe says um it's a complicated relationship she could order me to my death and I would go and she knows it are you kidding me E.K. Johnston, why would you write that? (laughs) But I think about that line like every single day because truly like when it comes down to it, that is what their relationship is. As much as they can try to like find this balance or be friends or whatever, at the end of the day, she literally would die for Padme because it's her job too if it came down to it. And like when she said that line, it all just like hit me in the face. And I was like, oh my God. And now I can never stop thinking about it. And like right after that, in the same conversation, she says, as far as I can see, she will always pick Naboo and I will always pick her. Maybe I'll cry. I just think about that all the time. It's such a good line. And like Sabe is so aware of the fact that that's what their relationship is at its core. And, like, I think that's one of the more interesting things about her character is she's not living in, like, ignorance of, like, oh, yeah, me and Padme are besties and, like, it's all fine and cool. Like, she knows that they can never really have balance in their relationship because of their circumstances. And, like, she is not trying to, like, pretend that that's not an issue that they have to constantly be evaluating. But when she said that line, it's just like, oh, she really like knows what the problem is with this relationship and why like she has struggled so much to find like individuality and like a life not revolving around Padme. Anakin Skywalker is screaming, shitting, farting, eating the drywall because I've truly, Sabe is the the parallel of of Anakin and wherein she's like, yeah, I am fully aware of the fact that like, I will never have you do what you need to do girly i will die for you and anakin's like what if what if what if i possessed you and controlled you <laughs> like what if- i never really thought about how they're like foils in that sort of sense i do um wow you know what i just sabe you are everything and more and anakin skywalker could literally never had me girly you deserved so much better <laughs> No, like if Sabe and Padme had gotten together, like everyone would have been so much better off. There was that one quote in, I don't remember what it was, but it was um, in Queen's Peril when when they were talking about Harley and, and Padme was like, did you like want to kiss her? And I was like, you guys are literally gay. Like, can you guys just like, can you guys just kiss already, please? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, what's going on here? Um, and I know E.K. Johnson says that like, they're just friends. So I totally respect that. But maybe I want them to be together. Um, anyways. Speaking of kisses on the mouth that Sabe gives people, um, her and, and Tonra, I always want to call him Tonra. And I, I don't, I mean, that's basically the same thing. Um, they do have this moment. I think it's like directly after a pretty intense, um, like uh, quick change at a party. Um, Tonra's like, hey. And she's like, okay, let's do this, silly. <laughs> And it's, 
I don't know. I thought it was very fun. And it is not, I don't want to say surprisingly spicy, but I was like, okay. Like, Elsa Man is quaking in his boots. <laughs> I just love their relationship. I just love this, how Sabe interacts with people in general. I think that she's just so good at it. And I think that a lot of her, like a lot of her communication is obviously like from a place of being very like trained and skilled but you can also tell like the difference between when she's talking as Sabe hand or Sabe the handmaiden and when she's talking um just as Sabe like herself especially you know when she's talking to Padme I think that yes of course she would like we were talking about earlier she would die for Padme that's her job um, and there is that imbalance between them and they, they're they aware of it. And, you know, it's like, they're okay with that. But I also think that Sabe would just die for Padme because they're because she loves her so much. And mm, I was about to say a line from Queen's Hope, but I won't say it. But um, I, I do believe that their <laughs> love for each other is some, is connects them even more than their their bond to uh protect one another i mean i i think that is very apparent like in the the final scene of uh queen shadow where it's padme's funeral and she's like i'm so angry i want to kill someone um oh now i'm getting very emotional thinking about the ending of that book damn that yeah. shit hurted it was a whole jump scare too like i was just like having a good time and then i opened the page and it was like padme's funeral and i was like are we really doing this? I've literally cried so many times reading Queen's Hope and I'm maybe halfway through. Maybe halfway through. I sobbed. It was really bad. Um, yeah, Queen's Hope will make you scream and cry, but it's really good. So I always lose track of where we are chronologically and then we just spend we're in we were talking about Tanra spicy scene, also mm-hmm. your quotes that you talked about, which were good. Oh yes. Okay. I do remember that they do go to Alderaan because I reread those chapters like every single day of my life. Um, Sabe did actually meet Brea Organa, so win for me. Uh, I don't think we ever I got to see them talk though. Welcome transmissions bingo card. You know what? You know what, Sage? <laughs> okay, you cannot expect me not to talk about the Organas when we're talking about the Padme novels. Like it can't be done. Um, she was literally in the book. Anyway, <laughs> I don't think we ever see Sabe and Brea talk though because we mostly see her talk to Padme, which I guess I think they should have. I think they'd get along. I also have many thoughts about parallels between Sabe and Padme and Bale and Brea, but we won't get into that because I'd be here all day. Um, Wait, maybe you should talk about it. Wait, I kind of want to hear it. Okay, but like, <laughs> like base level, um, I thought of this um, after I read a certain scene in Queen's Hope, which I won't say, but it sparked some thoughts. And I was thinking about how, like, Sabe basically, like, gives up her own name to, like, live in Padme's shadow as queen. And, like, Bail Organa takes Brea's last name and, like, agrees to live in her shadow as queen. And I, maybe I just love all (laughs) I literally did. I really did. Um, We love girl bosses supporting girl bosses. I just love the implication that Bail Organa is a girl boss. Anyway. So true. he is. He definitely is. Okay, next week's Girl Bosses Elite, That would be such a bad idea. (laughs) That's a bad idea. Our episode would be five hours. You cannot enable me to talk about him. (laughs) I would listen. listen. But yeah, they have a lot in common. And they've also all hung out on Alderaan, which I love for them. Um, And I'm glad that Sabe got to go on that trip because it was a fun time. And they all got to kind of like not be stressed out for just a hot second which they really needed and then they go back to Coruscant and not always a fun time there I think something I like about the Padme books is that like they're not I don't want to say that they're not plot heavy because they're like there's a lot happening in them but like it is also very slice of life where it's like okay this is what like normal people do we're having a normal day sometimes some shit hits the fan but for the most part it's just like female friendship yeehaw and that's great, and I really much so enjoy that. Um, I will unfortunately say something that I do remember about Queen Shadow is that one Rush Clovis is in there. I can't remember if Sabe ever interacts with him. If so, she should have killed him. She should have killed him when she had the opportunity. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, anytime I think of Rush Clovis, um, this is me getting off topic again. Anytime I think of Rush Clovis, I think of Lux Von Terry. Um, and same. I don't know why. I no, don't me too, why. because they're that same category of like men that I just really wish would go away. Oh, so Like true. very strongly. Although like I do love in Queen's Shadow when he like tries to kiss Padme and Padme's just like, no, you're done. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, well, there's a parallel between Rush Clovis and Lux Monteri. Remember when Lux Monteri kissed his No, I don't <laughs> yeah, remember me either. That. that didn't happen. <laughs> me either. I'm you know people ready ship for them? that. I've had, no, they I've don't. had edits coming up on my TikTok for you page before. <laughs> I would delete the app. There's a brief moment I thought you were talking about Rush Clovis ex Lux Monteri. <laughs> like, no, immediately no. <laughs> Cruel oh my gosh. Stop spoiling Queen's Hope, Mel. You can't do that. No, because if Lux Terry had showed up in Queen's Hope, I wouldn't have finished the book. Don't do like, Joseph no. would never do that to us. In the I third know. act, he's a major character. No. He's literally just standing there vaping in the background. <laughs> he is a Star Wars character, I believe, would vape. You're right. You're right about that. But yeah, Rush Clovis wasn't, but I also don't remember if he interacted with Sabe. I really hope not. I feel like she was probably like in the room when he was being annoying sometime but like I don't know that they would have ever like had a conversation okay sorry to put this idea in everyone's head but imagine if when Clovis tried to kiss Padme it actually been Sabe okay so why would you say that <laughs> okay so <laughs> so why would you that would have been actually the worst thing to ever happen like Padme just... didn't deserve that but Sabe definitely didn't deserve that I simply think she should have stabbed him. For- Maybe she would have, to be honest. If she that might happened. have. Oh, I feel insane. Why does this always happen? I would um, say that it's better when it's just the two of us, but it's not. It's not at all. It- last week was worse than usual. I don't know what was wrong with us. But it was last week. We were talking about Harris and Dula. It's actually because you kept talking about Chopper, but. Listen. Claire, I am literally. You're being mean to me. Not today. Ch- I'm not being mean. I'm just saying. <laughs> Where's where's my Sabe and Chopper not okay, I'm gonna shut up actually. Okay, I'm putting myself on mute. Chabe? <laughs> what? What about Chabe is funny? That was not even a joke. I'm serious. That, didn't you read Queen's Hope? Stop smiling, Queen's Hope! <laughs> I'm so sorry, we were close so close to getting back on topic and I was like, what if I did something so fucked up and evil right now? I'm literally crying. There are tears coming down my face right now, if you can't tell. No, I think that Chopper should be, should have become a handmaiden. So true. Okay, <laughs> Chopper in the little hood? Are you joking? Yes. Chopper! Okay. <laughs> Chopper would have figured out that Palpatine was serious. So true. No, because they had to get Chopper on their side because they never could have tricked him with their, like, deceptions. He would have known. He would have, yeah. He would have been like, womp, womp, womp. I love the three Please. people that figured out their deceptions being Qui-Gon Jinn, Bail Organa, and Chopper. <laughs> guys, guys, everybody, everybody knows that Queen's Hope takes place during the Clone War. Yeah. How do you think Chopper, Chopper was a war veteran? He was in the Clone War. Oh, I love that part in Queen's Helper Chopper. I love that part in Queen's Helper Chopper figures out that Padme and Anakin are married. Okay, Chopper crashing the the Padme Anakin wedding. Are you joking? <laughs> I love you know the scene in Attack of the Clones where they're getting married. I just like Chopper like busting through. And then oh in that God. episode of Rebels where Chopper meets R two and three PO, they're like. I remember you. Get away from us. You're that bitch who fucking crashed our master's wedding. What the fuck? I'm so sorry to to detract just one last time. E.K. Johnston chopper novel when? Anyways, continue. Okay, because actually though, because I do think that, I do think I remember E.K. Johnston saying that like, she did not get approved to put R2 in the Ahsoka novel, but she just put him in anyway. And then when they edited it, they were like, whatever. Can she do that with Chopper? Queen's Hope 2, Chopper. Why is why is the Star Wars character that I get the literal craziest over Chopper? Okay, listen, you're asking the person who fucking had almost a panic attack about Axe Woves showing up in Mando season three. So, you know, you know what? We all have our glove shit on. 
Axwove's chopper book. Featuring Bail Organa. <laughs> Featuring Force Ghost Bail Organa. Sorry, Stop Claire. with that. Yeah, <laughs> he he's alive. Okay, I'm just saying mm-hmm. I didn't see a body. So true. He went Let's bring back Alderaan while we're at it. But she's right. I miss Alderaan. Together the planet. Remember in um I think it was the Force Awakens <laughs> when Kylo Ren shoots the like laser thingy, the Star mm-hmm. Killer base thingy, and like blows up all the planets. And there was that one that was the city planet. I'm pretty sure it was Hosnian Prime. Yes, it was. I did think it was Coruscant when I first watched it, and I was about to leave. The I think Star it was Wars actually Wars. supposed to be Coruscant. Like I, I feel like so that might have been fake, but I'm pretty sure in whatever Bloodline or something, there were like, yeah. yeah, the New Republic is gonna be the Hosnian system. Also. Now I'm thinking about Hosnian Prime. Do we remember how in, um, oh my God, it was one of, I think it was Out of the Shadows where someone was like, oh yeah, Lorna D has an accent that sounds like she's from Hosnian Prime. Do we remember that? Why? Like, where did that go? <laughs> I like Prime. I like Lorna D adopting a Hosnian Prime accent. She's like, hey, it's me, Lorna D. <laughs> And everyone's like, oh shit, she has to be from Hosnian Prime, right? And she's like, fuck you guys. That was a prank. Okay, we're gonna start talking about Sabe again. Um, okay, Queen's Shadow. Basically, this is the point where, like, Padme is just trying to, like, find her place in the Senate because she's new and everyone sort of has these little, like, factions that they've already created. And Sabe is just, like, her biggest support system basically like she they still have this great relationship where they can like talk to each other about anything and Padme can sort of like bring up what she's dealing with to Sabe um which is really great to see and like good that she has that because like she most of her other handmaidens from when she was queen of Naboo kind of went off to do their own things and so but like Sabe stuck with her like we talked about before and she has some new handmaidens but like Sabe is really like the key person who like was there and stuck with her when she went to Coruscant to become a senator um and is there for her when like before she starts to like make friends and like um find allies in the senate like she is kind of an outcast at first because she's new and because she has a reputation um even at such a young age and Sabe is like the person who is there for her when she doesn't really have anyone else so true love love uh to see girlies just helping each other out love to see healthy friendship dynamics I'm not gonna bring up Lula and Zine I promise I think I think chronologically the first thing that happens even though it happens later in the Vader comics is that the Amidalans like hide some information about Padme's I don't remember what it is. I feel like they, like, steal some tapes from her apartment right after she dies. And then that's why Vader is like, hey, guys, just asking for a friend. Where is Padme Amidala's, like, security footage? Just asking for a friend. Anyways. There's also a scene where they, like, go to Padme's grave, which is really sad and I didn't like it. And then that's when, like, I think that's when, like, the other handmaidens who are part of this group first show up. I know Sasha's there, Rabe, Erte, I believe. I don't remember exactly. There's, like, a group of, like, five or six of them that show up. Um, But, yeah, they're at Padme's grave. Like, I get why Vader's there because they were married, but, like, I really wish he'd get away. Because, like I said, originally Sabe, like, wants to, like, work with him. But then where she's at now, um, and she also, like, works for Crimson Dawn, I don't think it's been explained why yet. I really would like to know. I'm very curious. Maybe it's just because Crimson Dawn like accumulates girl bosses. Um, but she's basically at a point where she's like, I don't want to kill Vader because like one, that would be extremely difficult, especially on my own. And two, like, I think he could be useful to me because she's still looking for answers. She goes and finds the like medical droid footage of Padme's like last moments, which really hurt because it's like, like she hears Padme saying on this recording when she's like they're still good in him and I was like oh we can't do this actually and then that's when she finds out that her and Anakin had a kid the Amidalans did get like massacred and there's like a little hollow of like some bodies but it's really small and so we can't make any of them out and Vader's like who was there and then I think it's Ochi's like oh just some like like old guards and whatever of Padme Amidala and then Vader's like were there any handmaidens there and he was like yeah lol okay but who because I need to know who survived quickly Ochi of Bastoon meet me in the goddamn pit you little fucker literally 
Um, and then at the end of the most recent issue, um, Ochi and Vader, who are like besties now, but like not really. I don't really know. I feel like maybe that was elaborated on more in the issues that I skipped because Sabe wasn't in them. Um, but from what <laughs> I gather, they're like co-workers and like maybe sometimes they think they're friends, but they're actually not. And do they you, show up and do you do you think do you think do you I think can't do this right now actually? Body? But like they uh, they are giving like bitter exes a little bit <laughs> and basically at this point the empire is trying to like because there are like a ton of like crimson dawn people infiltrating the empire and their vader specifically is trying to like weed them out so he like goes on a killing spree as he does and like kills a bunch of people from this list that they got that was supposed to be who was working for crimson dawn but it was actually fake and made by sabe and basically sabe like tells ochi and i think oh my god I don't remember who else was there one other Crimson Dawn person and she's basically like if you don't do what I say I will put your name on the top of this list <laughs> not Sa- not Sabe's fucking death note okay. and like Vader also is like they're like yeah this list actually like some of these people were not actually Crimson Dawn and he was like I know and I don't care and I was like okay so you're just killing people like Okay. Didn't Whoa. expect better from you, but but yeah, Sabe is just girl bossing around. I feel like I might be getting some of these plot points wrong because I was just there for girl bossery, but like I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> Do you think that Anakin, because Anakin and Vader are the same person, do we think that he could kill someone who looks just like Padme? I was just thinking that. I was like, because mm, this is like getting semi closer to like return of the jedi so he's starting to kind of enter his like not redemption but like you know um his maybe i kind of fucked up era yeah his yeah. atonement era just like bit. he's are like a lot of like these comics there's like flashbacks to like events between him and padme like the picnic on naboo and stuff and they always make me cry but he is like feeling genuine emotion over them so i really don't know if he could kill someone who like looks almost identical to Padme. I I feel like that's actually talked about in the comics. Once again, I have not read it. I've just been listening to the listening, reading the Wikipedia page. (laughs) That was troubling of me. Um, And I feel like there is a part in the Vader comics where Palpatine is like, Lord Vader, why did you not kill her? Hey, it's me, Palpatine. Um, And he couldn't. And so Palpatine does strike him with lightning very hard. Oh my God. Okay. I did read this issue because it's like right at the end of the arc that Sabe is in. No, like Palpatine's like, you're getting weak. You should have just killed this handmaiden. Vader's like, she might be useful. And Palpatine's like, I don't believe you. And like, literally like, here's, here's what he does. Now I remember this. Now it's coming back. So he basically like, electrocutes him and then like cuts off his like legs brings him back to Mustafar throws him like into the fire again and like is like you're not allowed to use the force and you have to like figure this out (laughs) okay that's so okay first of all that's so fucked up but also I like the the Palpatine punishment of give me your phone right now this is why Vader killed him actually because he was like what was all that anyway and then some other stuff happens that i don't know because i didn't read it and then sabe comes back and works for crimson dawn this is a random question what happened to korsh panaka did he die korsh panaka is my frenemy so okay I, i've never actually read it but i read the wikipedia of it he at one point like was some kind of whatever the leaders of the of the worlds were during the empire i don't know what they're called um but he was like overseeing everything that's happening on naboo and then at one point leia went with bail to a festival or whatever and then panaka saw leia recognized her as uh padme's daughter and then went to go turn her into the emperor uh, but then I think he was blown up in a passion before that could happen. Yeah, so here's what happened. I am literally, like, actively reading Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which is where this happens. I don't remember exactly what she's doing there. She's, like, meeting the current queen, and she meets Panaka, and Panaka starts asking her all these questions, like, and it's, like, really weird. Like, she's, like, he's, like, you're adopted, right? And she's, like, yeah, I'm adopted. And he's, like, do you know who your birth parents are? And he's, like, interrogating her, and she's, like, I don't know. I never asked because, like, I have the best parents ever anyway um (laughs) um and then like she's like I don't know Panaka like 
he gives me bad vibes and he's also like kind of besties with Palpatine so like I don't really know if I can trust him because this is right after she finds out that like her parents are like working and like starting the rebellion basically mm-hmm. um and then there's a, an explosion and Panaka dies and Leia like almost dies um and then she like goes back to Alderaan and thinks that her parents were behind it and is like okay I understand that like this is probably going to come to war but like are we really doing like blowing people up and they're like that was not us that was Saw Gerrera and his people yeah no, oh. that was not great but yeah so he does get blown up before he can like snitch on Leia that whole scene I was ready to slap him he when he was like do you ever want to like find your birth parents and like do you know who they are I was like maybe just show up don't ask people that actually yeah. so Sabe <laughs> this is my Queen's Hope pitch with no spoilers Sabe is epic in it she has maybe my favorite but definitely like some of my favorite moments of hers in this book um and also does some epic things that I will not say but it's really good and you should go pre-order it if you want to see more of Sabe and Padme and their whole little squad absolutely my favorite parts of the book are the parts with Sabe in it um Mm -hmm. yes it's a book about Padme and those parts are great too no, um, right the book is fantastic. E.K. Johnson is a wonderful writer, and everyone should read Queen's Hope. If you're yeah. looking for, <laughs> if you're looking for choppy content, read <laughs> Queen's Hope. Yeah, if you're if you are finished with Lesser Evil and you really are like deprived of Thrawn content, make sure you get into Queen's Hope, <laughs> uh, where Sabe does get sent to the Chiss Ascendancy. <laughs> it's actually the last line of the book. The last line of the book is something. Thank you so much for listening to Fulcrum Transmissions. Please feel free to send us questions. You can DM them to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. Reminder to go check out Mel's podcast, Rupalp's Pod Race, for more fun Star Wars conversations. And once again, make sure to go pre-order Queen's Hope, which comes out on April 5th. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm.